I love anime where the theme song gets the point, uh, just crams in the synopsis of whatever the anime is supposed to be about. You know, Dragon Balls. And I'm t- and I'm looking at you, Jujutsu Kaisen. Would it kill you to just be like, hey, curses exist. <laughs> Get those fingers. Sakuna's fingers. How many fingers does he have? It's 10. 20, actually. Wait, 20. is it 20? <laughs> I haven't read the yeah, manga. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny because it's like, yes. He he's got arms. fingers on his feet. Oh, he's got four arms. Oh. Yeah, yes, he has four arms. I thought maybe he just has foot fingers and calls them fingers. <laughs> you mean toes? Exactly. Bro, you mean toes? Sakuna, this is, what, this is what I thought for three seconds. Sakuna in his infinite power was never told what toes were. <laughs> he just called them foot fingers. He's the strongest guy in the verse, but he was never told what toes were. Okay, here's the thing. If you eat Sakuna's toes, you don't get curse powers, but you do get a weird feather. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another week and another new episode of Ball and Out. Super! I'm your host with the most on the East Coast, Lawson Leong, aka Lawson Phoenix, aka the man who conquered fire, aka Law Dog, aka the perfect shade of brown. And with me this week, my special guest, filling in for my co host, it's Joe from the Spirit Hunters! Hey, what's good? Hey. The, the, the anime podcast that actually is well researched. So, mo- most of the time. <laughs> Joe, how's Hunter Hunter doing? Are there any more chapters? Uh, oh, <laughs> new chapters of the manga? Fuck no. <laughs> okay. I, I wish. Uh, we're just finishing up the Chimera and Arc, though. So uh, I, earlier today, was at a cafe doing research slash taking notes. Definitely cried up if you, uh, definitely teared up and cried if you know how that ends. I mean, you do, but if listeners yeah. do. That's a hell of a thing. <laughs> Tagashi's got balls. I'll give him that. I've yep. always said he's had balls. Um, I was, I was, uh, I had a friend of mine, Sam, born on the, uh, oh, no, no, this was on a podcast, actually. We were hanging out. We were actually playing, it was, I was doing Session Zero of a D&D game. Ooh, nice. With him. I am doing a, a One Piece uh, tabletop game, and I want that, I want it to be podcast and edited, but I don't know, no promises for that coming anytime soon, because I'm overwhelmed with podcasts, but... <laughs> Eventually, hopefully, you guys will be able to hear this game. That sounds pretty sick, honestly. Yeah, I'm very excited to play it. But I was talking to him about, uh, you know, just we we're just talking about anime, and he was saying like, oh, you know, like now, you know, Naruto's gonna be fine. You know, Luffy's gonna be fine in One Piece. And I was like, Sam, you ever seen Hunter Hunter? He's like, I never saw the end of it, but you know, anime protagonists they're always fine. Oof. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I, I forget, have you seen JoJo? Uh, no. Oh man, no. you should watch uh, the first season of JoJo. Mm. Uh, the thing is, I hear about JoJo's uh, similar thing about what they, with Yu Hakusho. But like, well, similar but different. People say like, you you can skip the first couple seasons of JoJo's because it gets better later. It's. Um, I think it's not linear. I'm definitely someone who's like, hey, if you're looking to get to good stuff, skip to part two which is not actually equivalent to season two uh right don't look into that but um i, I honestly when the stands show up which is no <laughs> I, I think there's one good part before oh. the stands show up 
And then the okay. first stand part is actually a dip in quality before the next part. But there's a lot of people okay. who will yell, uh, who will like curse me down for that. But yeah, disagree. Yeah. Well, it's just part two, Jonathan. No, uh, part one is Jonathan. Part two is Joseph. And Joseph. Um, oh, Joseph. Yeah, Joseph is my favorite part until you get to part four. I think three is a little bit overrated. Who's who's three? Which, who's the lead of three? Uh, Joe Taro. Wait, people love him. Yeah, they do. It's because he that. Okay, so that section is the most like. Yeah, that section is the most like I'd say like early '90s to late '90s friendly shonen anime style part. Meanwhile, Ah. part two is very much like a peak '80s anime, and then like Ah. part four is like a very different beginning to be seinen thing. Okay, is part four still Jotaro though, or do they switch to? He's there, but he is not the main character. Oh, that's when they switch to the other one, the younger Joe. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Josuke. Part f- yeah, does Josuke? Oh, okay. So you, oh, so you're definitely an outlier because people love Jotaro. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think okay, so- I think part would be that I watched like the uh, season three OVAs many years before the anime, the modern anime came out, and um, I have mixed feelings about them and. I, I really do like parts of part three. Like the ending of part three is amazing, but I think there's like bizarre missteps before that. Do, well, is the Kamara Antark your favorite Hunter Hunter arc? Damn, that's difficult. Um, I'd say yes, but it barely edges out uh, York New. York, York New, yeah. A lot of people like York New better. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I can definitely understand. I'd say if I had come in watching the anime first, I would probably agree with York New being better because it's better contained, but it, coming from the manga, like, I honestly think uh, Chimera Ant works a lot better as manga. Mm, yeah. I, I can see that point, for sure. Yeah, it's a million um, years long as anime. Yeah, but I mean, it, th- but that's that can be a, a, you know, some people like that epic style storytelling, so it can be a benefit or a hindrance, depending on your point of view, I guess. For sure, and it's a question um, of, like, tempo, and we've, we've talked on the show about the idea of how manga technically has tempo but it's one that has to be it's like looking at sheet music and trying to understand like the way things flow as opposed to it being dictated to you like listening to music like watching anime is yeah that's very true that's a very good analogy because i know especially as an avid one piece person um i forget sometimes like sometimes people will tell me how much they love certain one piece arcs and i'll be like how the fuck can you like dress rosa and they're like, well, in the manga, it's actually not excruciatingly painfully long. Okay, yeah. Like, you want to stab your own fucking eyes out with a goddamn scimitar. Uh, first, you got to find a scimitar. That's how mad you get. You get so mad, you're like, fuck these kitchen knives. I'm going to find a scimitar. No, but even once you find the scimitar, you have to figure out how to align it because it's a curved blade. So you're like, with okay. Your eye. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's difficult. It's really difficult. It's like, it's, yeah, it's like a hook sword. So you got to like line it up with your eye like a question mark type of thing. And yeah, uh, no, I literally, One Piece is like my favorite piece of media of all time. And I literally skipped two ar- two of the anime arcs. <laughs> I like pretty much literally skipped over them. Uh, someday. Like, I stopped, I stopped watching the anime for like five years. <laughs> someday uh, I want to read it. Um, I, I, this is my very misinformed, uh, impression as like a big fan of Dragon Quest. It feels like kind of like what if Dragon Quest was a narrative that took place in a different setting? Um, and, like, I think that's definitely not a perfect analogy because I think there's a lot more political content to One Piece than there is to Dragon Quest, like, for sure. 
There um, is, but people don't really know about that till later. Yeah, I, I'd say they, <laughs> they, they sneak it on you. Yeah, the adventure part and like the way the party yeah. forms feels like an individual, very long Dragon Quest game. But yes. yeah, I'd, I'd be very curious to eventually read it. Well, I'm glad you brought this up, Joe. Have you seen or, or do you know about the Adventures of Die? I know about it. Oh, wait, are you talking about the new one or the 80s one? Because I've not uh, seen either, actually. Sure. So it, it was a manga. So the, there's a new anime. That's what I, I know for sure there's an anime from two years ago because uh, me and my friends watch it. And it is surprisingly good. You would not think an anime based on a video game would be anything. But it's like, it's act- I forget how good it is sometimes. Like, sometimes I'll be talking about my, fa- my favorite animes, and my one friend will bring up, like, oh, yeah, remember Dragon Quest? I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, it was really good. Um, so I would suggest people check it out. I know it's not directly based on any of the game's plots, so I've heard it presented as, no. it's an anime based on a manga, based on some sketches by Akira Toriyama. Yes. It's- but it's like, but it's like straight peak, though. I, 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 I'm surprised, too. Yeah. <laughs> when my friend told me, my friend told me, like, yo, you gotta watch Legend of Die. It's, like, straight peak. And I was like, uh, because my friend, even though I respect my friend's opinion to a point, but, like, he loves Black Clover. Oof. And I'm like, I'm not gonna be watching Black Clover. But, like, <laughs> but he's like, no, you gotta watch Legend of Die. And I was like, really? Like, the based on a game, I don't know. How good could it be? But, no, it is actually, it is actually really good. Um, I, what I would describe it as, it's an adventure story. And what it does is, it takes all the tropes... It's it's not like it's not rewriting it's not rewriting the or you know the, the the wheel or whatever. It's it takes all the tropes that we're all familiar with. It just does them all really fucking well. <laughs> like about as well as you could possibly do them. Uh it's not subversive at all. It's not like it's not like like you know, it doesn't have like one piece's like interesting political thing. It doesn't have Hunter Hunter's like level of writing. But it's just like a really good um sincere tropey shonen anime <laughs> interesting but it's like actually but it's actually good though it's not like it's not like um saccharin and it's not like troping in the way where you roll your eyes or whatever it's like um like like most of the story beats me and my friends like all called most of the story beats but we still loved it the whole way hmm. if that makes sense i'm i'm much more interested than i was previously because i'd kind of heard people talk some shit from like a dragon uh a dragon quest podcast i listened to um, but, uh, yeah, have you, have you watched, um, the Dragon Quest V movie? I forget what they call it. Oh, Dragon Quest, your story? No. Have you played Dragon Quest V? No, I oh. only played the one for the PS2. Do not, okay, never mind. Don't watch that movie until you've played Dragon Quest V, but... Dragon I, Quest V is, is the legendary one. It's, like, the best one of the series, right? It is my personal favorite. I think 8 is very, the feelings around 8 are very inflated in the U.S. because it was, like, the first yeah. one to come out in a long time. That's the that's the PS2 one that I played. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad yeah. game by, by any stretch of the imagination. It's just, like, if you yeah. look at its reception in Japan versus in the U.S., like, you can tell that mm-hmm. there's a confounding factor there. I mean, Dragon Quest V is basically Final Fantasy VI, is what I've heard. Uh, it's like the actual best game, but people do- and Final Fantasy VII would be Dragon Quest VIII is like the equivalent. That I hear Final Fantasy VII is Dragon Quest. VIII. Oh yeah, like that, thinks, that sounds right. Thinks, yes, everyone thinks seven is the best game because it's the most famous or whatever, but six is actually the best game. Yeah, I would. Like, I would definitely say this. Dragon Quest VIII is the best game, but it's actually five. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so and I, I heard so I actually um. Recently did like a deep. I, I was after I was watching Die, but it was also when I was designing 
uh, Final Fantasy tabletop mm-hmm. um, a rule set, um, which you can pick. I might as well plug it. Why not? It's on Drive Through RPG. It's called Index Card RPG First Fantasy, where I designed Final Fantasy rules for a rules light system called Index Card RPG. It's like D and D, but it's like rules light. Interest. Um, I'm actually very interested. I've been meaning to get more into. Uh, I have role playing, which I've like only done three times. Oh word! Yeah, dude, we should we should start a game, bro. If you, or you can even join my One Piece game if you want. It's a small table so far. Um, maybe we'll see. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But anyway, yeah. So I was researching Dragon Quest, and so I watched like someone had like a series about all the Dragon Quest. You know, was, that's what I do love about the internet and YouTube. There's always someone with enough passion to just like do too much. <laughs> produce too much content about any one topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> much the way we have about the animes we do. Um, so this one person has like this whole series about every single Dragon Quest. So I basically th- what, I, what I've gathered is that generally the odd ones are the good ones. Except 8 is also good. The one for the PS2. I'm, um, I'm trying to think. And then 11 was the recent one? Was 11 the recent-ish one? Yeah, 11's the recent-ish one. I think it actually, I think 11 shares the most in common with 8, structurally. Yes, um, right, that's what I heard as well. Yeah, and so I feel like I'm taking crazy pills when I look at American ratings, because like I'm just like, this is a very good game, but it is not the best Dragon Quest game, guys. No, 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 I think I think like the, the people who know, in the know, know that 5 is like, the one of the greatest games of all time. This is like, it's rep. Yeah, my my crazy opinion is thinking that nine is one of the best, which like I don't think anyone in Japan or the states thinks is the best. <laughs> well, you know what's funny about that is I think Final Fantasy Nine is not only the best Final Fantasy game; it's actually my favorite video game of all time. Joe. Damn, I've actually never <laughs> played Nine. Man, it's good, dude. It's it, I love it. I mean, I'll be honest; it's it, it was the first JRPG I ever played. Period. So that, that's definitely part of the reason I love it. It's definitely. Uh, like, I mean, there's some nostalgia to it, but I I can replay that game forever. I can replay seven too, but it's I still think nine is nine is what I want out of my JRPGs. It's just everything that I love about it. But um, so that's you know, uh, so you're not alone necessarily. Like, if I played all the Dragon Quest nine, might be my favorite. I don't know. I might have a weird. I, I also hear Dragon Quest three is like the first quote-unquote really like good one i still need to play three yeah i still need to play three i've had the game boy cartridge for years but like i guess three years ago now uh enix was uh, square square enix was like oh yeah we're gonna make a hd 2d uh hd 2d version of it and then they have not shown anything since to the point where everyone's like were you guys just bluffing and so i've been putting off playing it for not only years since i bought the cartridge but i had wanted to play when i saw it in nintendo power as a kid yeah Okay, you know what, Joe? I, uh, now that we've been talking about it for this long, I remember I do know about the Dragon Quest V movie. <laughs> I think this was brought up to me by another friend who knew a lot about this type of stuff. Did KRL bring it up on an old episode? I feel she did. Um, She might have brought it up, but I actually learned about it a different from somebody. Like, the actual... So, I kind of know some of the... I've never played Five, but I do know some of the big story beats. I did get spoiled on some of that. In my research, you know? Oh, yeah. And and so I found out what they did in the movie. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> and to, it, it's not to spoil it for the other listeners, but it's like, I kind of get it. And it was very ambitious, but also I see why everybody is mad. 
It feels like, it's like a story yeah. element that like goes over well in Japan, but in the U.S. feels like the most cloying like gamers' rights activism. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like, I don't know how much of that is 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 that. I don't know how much of that is a thing in Japan. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if the divide is like. I don't know if I don't know if Japan went through the same shit we went through exactly over here, and if we, they still do or not. But um. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> it's it's kind of that's all for the for the listeners. I, I'm I'm sorry for being so uh, what's the word cryptic about all this, but uh, you know, if you don't want to get spoiled on five, I don't want to say anything else about it. And the movie will probably make you mad. Knowing if you're following this podcast, you will be the movie will make you mad because I'm pretty sure I understand where your politics lie. <laughs> if you're following this, so you'll probably be mad by the movie. Um. But that being said, Dragon Quest Legend of Die, it's 100 episodes, straight peak. Watch it, it's dope. But right now, um, I think it's just about time for us to get to this week's episode of Dragon Ball! Bum, 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 ba Um... It's actually kind of offensive that I say Dragon Ballu every time because that's not what they say. <laughs> it's, it's just Dragon Ball. It's just fun for me to add the U at the end. Um, this week's episode of Dragon Ball is sponsored by no um, episode eighteen of Dragon Ball: The Turtle Hermit Way. Uh, here's a fun fact, Joe. When do you think? <laughs> The original American Air Day was for this episode. Okay, so we I, I've been listening to the past couple episodes. And I think you might have said when the last time I was on when it was. But I'm thinking it was the 90s because I have memories of waking up really early on like a weekday morning and watching like some Dragon Ball that I had no context for because I hadn't seen Z. And just remembering my older Filipino relatives having talked about watching it in the 80s. But I'm going to guess like 96 uh, not quite, although I would have thought the same. Uh, there's actually a very, a large year difference between the Japanese air date and the American air date, Joe. Oh? Because in fact, what's up? Oh, I said oh? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, the original American air date was September 12th, 2001. <laughs> okay. Okay, wait. I think... I, I one that's very we'll get to why that is interesting but two I think there was more than one run of this and maybe one is counting something that the other isn't or the like the old dub from the 90s maybe stopped at a certain episode but I could have sworn I saw Piccolo in the episode I saw in the 90s but maybe I'm misremembering uh so okay you know it's interesting let me go to previous episode milk delivery I wonder if it stopped huh. with the end of the Pilaf saga or something. Yeah, I think um, I think there's a big, um, there's a big time in between seasons. I think. Yeah, maybe. I also know that like some of the movies were dubbed in the '80s, like by a completely different crew. Like the Harmony Gold dub, I think, was in the '80s. Let me check the dates on that. But it was kind of ludicrous that they. Yeah, no, they, they originally they did some movies in the 80s, but that's unrelated to what I'm talking about. 
Yeah. So according, okay, this is again, this is according to the Dragon Ball fandom wiki. Okay. According to this, find that stone, uh, milk delivery, and the Turtle Hermit Way aired on uh, American TV on September 10th, September 11th, and September 12th, 2001. Subsequent, three subsequent days. <laughs> the day before, the day of, and the day after, what people might call 9-11. <laughs> what people might call 9-11, yeah. <laughs> now, just to be very clear, I am a New Yorker. I was in New York when it happened. My father almost died in 9-11. <laughs> So when I speak with this with an air of uh, uh, mirth in my voice, know that it is not malicious. Uh, know that it is uh, out of experience. And if anyone out there lost anybody during the tragedy, you obviously have my deepest condolences. However, that being said, I find this to be hilarious. <laughs> so re- regarding malice in 9-11, but not the obvious malice in, of 9-11... Um, yes. Are you aware of this Japanese Twitter drama? Oh God! I, uh, uh, more more specific. <laughs> so, long story short, people were annoyed in Japan, and like a lot of people were originally theorizing this was just Westerners getting angry for Japan, but it was actually people in Japan were like angry about Barbenheimer. You know about the like <laughs> co promotion of Barbie and Oppenheimer. Because they're like, no, this is a very serious thing. Imagine if we started making 9-11 memes, and so Japanese people started posting 9-11 stuff, and then a lot of American responses were like, we we love this shit. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh my god, this is the worst international relation ever. <laughs> what if we started posting 9-11 memes, and Americans were like, we'd love this. Yeah, basically, and I was just like, oh, this is, this is not a good look for anyone involved. <laughs> wow. The, honestly, though, honestly, I, I love, you know, I kind of love that, to be honest with you. That's like, because it is true. Like, well, it's not like, well, how do I put this? Like, I, I guess you're, you're, for the Barbenheimer memes thing, it's like, <laughs> it, it is kind of true that we are, you know, making light of a thing that was really pretty fucked up. <laughs> But it also depends on how you view Barbie, if you view Barbie as something that's inconsequential or whatever. Some people take that shit seriously. No, agreed. And, like, it's it's also more complicated because, like, obviously Oppenheimer itself takes it very seriously, but a lot of people who... But that's what makes it funny, is the idea that's Yeah, like... the contrast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's the whole... That's the beauty of it. I mean, what are people post, like, 9-11, but it was with, like... A Hess trucks or I don't know, like what's Oh my god! Is someone made like a Hess truck movie next to a nine eleven movie? I I don't even know, man. <laughs> There's nowhere to go from here. Do you remember the 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 commercial the Hess trucks here? No. Back in the day show. No. For Christmas this year the Hess trucks here. That's stuck in my head. That's a that was a real ad. Uh, oh, that's to clarify, the first toy thing I could think of. Yo, to clarify, I lived in Jersey in like the early '90s. I moved like to the Midwest, like in the '90s. Okay, so I don't remember that's, this. That's fair. Um, yeah, you were in Arizona. Uh, so I first moved to Ohio, where I was until high oh. school. At which point, I moved to Arizona, which I was in till college. Got you. Okay. Word. Um, yeah, this is uh. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, like, I'm glad. I feel like I left Twitter at the exact right time. I think I nailed it. Yeah, no, you, you definitely did. It's going wild right now. It's like 
Have you have you ever read like a sci-fi book where someone's like, I'll stick around for the end of the world and report what's happening, and they basically leave a fucking like uh, they leave just like a audio recording of themselves describing the world ending. Like that's what yes. Twitter feels like right now. Yeah. No, I, I think I think I I got out in, at the beginning of twenty twenty two. I think. So like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I nailed it. I just remember like someone. You know, like, people on Twitter always post, like, oh, you sh- we should delete the app and get off of here or whatever? Mm-hmm. I just remember I was scrolling Twitter, and someone I followed was like, you know, fuck this place, we should just delete this and get off. And I was just like, yeah, you know what, bet. And I just, like, deleted my Twitter, <laughs> shut it down and got out of there, and I just never went back. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I've been... I still have... I mean, my boy Sean Trash tells me what's going on in pro wrestling. Uh, and, uh, you know, if something else interesting happens, uh, maybe I'll hear about it, but let's, <laughs> but otherwise, uh, I'm glad I got out. Um, so anyway, episode 18, the Turtle Hermit Way, uh, yep, is the, uh, fifth episode of the tournament saga. Uh, we learned, just learned about the tournament last episode in Milk Delivery, the, um, Budokai 10 kg tournament, uh, after which the video games are named. At least some of the video games. Yeah. Um, so, the episode begins by showing other fighters from all over the world training for the upcoming World Martial Arts Tournament. So, last episode they said they only have the tournament every five years. I think in the English dub, which is when I watched this in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, did you watch the English or the Japanese? I watched it in Japanese and then tried cool. watching it in Spanish and like my YouTube exploded somehow. Okay. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you watching it because usually I have Benel here to watch the Japanese version. So if there's any uh, large differences in the translation, please let me know. Um, so last week they said every it's every five years. I think it's actually every three years because Goku is not actually eight years old. <laughs> he looks like he is, but I think he's 12. Yeah, I think he's 12, and that would make sense for the next time he's here, why he's a... L- I forget, is he the same height the next time he's here? But Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's not so the third tournament where he, they have the new... Sp- he has, gets his new sprite. Yeah, so it's when it's when he faces Piccolo at that point? Piccolo. Yeah, yeah. yeah Piccolo's the final boss of that one, yeah. Um, so yeah, so Goku at 12, I think, in the early Dragon Ball, 15 in mid-Dragon Ball, and then 18 when he's all grown up, and he... Him and Chi-Chi go off to get married. Spoilers for Dragon Ball. Uh, <laughs> I love the idea of someone being like, you spoiled that Goku and Chi-Chi get married for me. Um, so uh, it's probably every three years. It was the whole point of my tangent there. So uh, we get a guy cutting down a tree. And boy, I hope he was using those trees. I hope he wasn't just cutting them down a train. Because that's deforestation. And uh, that's fucked up. Um, <laughs> and we see a guy... It looks like Rocky Balboa doing push-ups, I guess. Yeah, he has his own mick, too. <laughs> yeah, he's like, get up, Rock. If you lie down, you're going to be eliminating the preliminaries. And I feel like this would have been a fun opportunity to show us some of the other characters that would be in the preliminaries. But I don't remember any of these guys. So maybe yeah. they are. If I, I don't remember them. If I had, like, the foresight, I would have looked up where the manga was at this point. Because if the manga was in a place where they could have known about some of the competitors, it would have been cool for them to have, like, actually drawn some of them doing stuff. Like, very Enter the Dragon style. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that would have been very, very cool. Um, So, 
But uh, man, I haven't seen Enter the Dragon in so long. It it holds up, bro. Since I was a kid, fuck. That's when he fights the guy with the, the tiger claw shit. Okay, everything except for the final fight holds up. That is the most insanely stupid, I feel this was mandated by Hollywood thing, like, imaginable. Is that part bad? I haven't seen this since I was a kid. So okay, it is It remember. is literally a guy who is a former Shaolin monk and now, like, a drug-running businessman. Oh, no, why? <laughs> Make fur in the shape of a bear claw to fight Bruce Lee after Bruce Lee's fought like a like murderer's row of martial artists. It's like, okay, now you're just gonna have a an old man that they replace with a mannequin when he kicks him a fucking across the room. It it's it's the biggest downgrade of opposition. It's crazy. That's not the wait, that's not the same is that the guy with the long that's the guy with the long hair and who scratches him with his hands? Uh so he Or is that a different I wouldn't say I just remember when he fights literal death in his dream at one time. That was fucked up. Yo, I think I think that's one of the Bruce Bloitation movies. I don't think I think that might have happened in Game of Death two, which Bruce Lee was not part of. Oh no, I'm thinking of. Um, oh, you're thinking of uh, the Bruce Lee story that biography. The Bruce Lee story, yeah, the biography shit. one. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, my oh did God. I? Sorry, that's this is my bad because I said Enter the Dragon, right? Uh huh. I I meant like I think it's called Return of the Dragon or something like that. Oh, that's or, Chuck or Norris. Legend of, or Legend of the Dragon. It's the one about Bruce's life that stars that other guy. Man, this is confusing um, because I also think one of the alternate titles for Way of the Dragon is Legend of the Dragon. It's, 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 one, of, it's one of those things where yeah, they change the names a lot. No, yeah, so in Enter the Dragon, I know what you're talking about. The old guy with the claw in the mirror. Yeah, in the mirror room where it's just like yeah. we have some of the coolest fights imaginable. And then we have a part that's definitely just like a Confucius but, says made manifest. <laughs> but Joe, he had to win the battle of wits, Joe. <laughs> There's just so many better ways to do it. <laughs> you know what's funny? I You know what's so funny? I actually agree with you. But like, I feel like that scene's become iconic. Oh, definitely. To the West. And so it's not the type of thing like you need to have two Asians talk about it to really <laughs> to really get at the fact that it's actually kind of mid the final battle of Enter the Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, if, if a white person said it. this, I would be like, fuck you. But like, you know, us, I'm just like, no, yeah, no, let's be real. You're totally right. No, you're totally right. It's pretty mid. The old guy with the claw. No, what's bad about it is he killed the black guy. Oh, yeah. They had old guy with the claw killed. What's his name? The black dude who was really talented. That guy ruled. And, and that was so upsetting. Like, how did he kill him? He's an old man with a bear claw. I mean, I think I think dudes probably came in with guns, is my guess. Yeah, I mean, come on, yeah. I mean, I, he did, he did, I think he hit him. Oh, I remember how he killed him. So, speaking of his interchangeable hands, he has a metal hand, and so he punches that guy in the face yeah. who thinks he's going to be punched in the face with, I don't know, a hand made of flesh, but he gets hit in the face with a fucking mace attached to a dude's hand. Right, yeah, it's still bullshit that he beat him. Yeah, it is ridiculous. This young black dude in his prime who's just whipping ass and all those, and then he gets killed by old guy with claw. Like, yeah, no, the mirror scene, <laughs> man, that is such a beautiful like. Do you know the YouTube channel Accented Cinema? Yes, I love Accented Cinema. Yeah, I love of course I love them as well. I would love for him to do like a video as about <laughs> this mirror scene into the dragon because like the west does they love that scene they like every time i watch like a watch mojo thing about martial arts stuff they always show the scene of bruce lee looking in the mirror with his fucking bloody cheek (laughs) 
Oh, where is he? I feel, I feel if Accident in Cinema did a video on it, they would basically be like, well, this is a reminder that Buddhism shares a lot in common with Hinduism, both in its roots and a lot. It's like, <laughs> the world is Maya. It's an illusion. And so you have to get to the truth of it through blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, Accident in Cinema, you're making me actually like this scene. <laughs> yeah, it would make it actually seem good. Uh, Goddamn. This, this is one of those things where it's like why people love the mirror scene in Dragon. Okay, I really want to go back to like nineties, anyway. like nineties, the Apollo, and just have some comedians say that exact line. <laughs> you know what white you people love? White people love Bruce Lee looking in mirrors. You ever notice that? <laughs> white people love that old man with his bear claw running around the mirrors. God. Where's that old man with the bear claw? They say I don't know. He's maybe he's behind you. Um, God, this honestly, Joe, this is so refreshing to finally hear somebody else say that that scene is not that good. I honestly, this is, I, re, I realized that I've been waiting to have this conversation for like 20 years. <laughs> we we should talk about the Chinese connection uh, at some point too, because... Uh, oh, Fist of Fury, baby? Fuck yeah. No, 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 no. The, uh, the, the, the Ice House one in Thailand. Is that the... F- oh, is that his first movie? Yeah, that's his first movie. Uh, the oh, reason I bring that up is I'm just like... The Big Boss. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah it's called The Big Boss. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, if we're just talking about like, hey... Things about Bruce Lee we don't enjoy. Okay, no, let's let's talk about this. I, I know there's a Dragon Ball episode, but you know what? Fuck it. We're talking about Bruce Lee now. Um, okay, so I uh, I watched. I think Accents in Cinema did. Oh, was it Accents? I was watching some someone talk about that movie, and I always thought it was really weird. I always thought the final fight of that movie was really weird. That he just fights a a foreman basically. That he just fights like right. capitalism. <laughs> Right, but well, the thing was, yeah, and he's also an old man once again. Yeah, he's an old, he's an old one percenter foreman, or he's the guy that owns a foreman business, but he's really good at kung fu. Yeah, also, and I always thought it was a really weird fight, and I the reason, um, oh, you know what? I think it was my dude, uh, Eric Jacobus. Actually, I think it was, um, uh, so there's like a, a uh, an indie stunt group called the Stunt People. I don't know, very on point name. Uh, but they had like a lot of like they had a lot of YouTube mm-hmm. uh, martial arts shorts, and I've been following them for like a decade and a half. And they made a movie called Contour that actually everybody here should check out. Just like put Contour into YouTube, uh, it looks a little dated now. But they had they were doing some really cool fights. Is it full length? It is a full. It is a feature. Yo, I'm interested. Yeah, Contour is dope. I love it. It's actually one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's like a it's a legit no budget indie action martial arts movie. So, um. But anyway, that being said, Eric Jacobus, now he's an older guy, he's been in the business for a while, so he's making these uh, video essays. Uh, he's getting into the video essay game now, and he was doing one about Bruce Lee, and he talked about this movie. So what had happened was, the old, the, the one person, the old, <laughs> the foreman owner guy, the one percenter, the final boss, the big boss, as it were, uh, he was this old school kung fu actor, right? He's an older guy. Oh, yeah. So That's he, legit, he but... He didn't understand the way Bruce Lee fought. Because oh. Bruce Lee in this fight, he's not actually fighting like Bruce Lee. He's fighting like everybody else was trained to fight, if that makes sense. Like, he's doing these long jumps for no reason. He's doing Shaw Brothers shit, basically. He's doing Shaw Brothers shit, exactly. And that's not what Bruce Lee does. So, yeah, and so it was a mix. It was a clash of styles is essentially what happened. Yeah. That's why the fight feels so weird. Because <laughs> I- it's like... Yeah, I like the movie for historical value, um, and like I, I definitely the Clash of Styles thing. I definitely saw that, and I always wondered how much of that was like them being like we can't agree on what style to do. 
Um, right. But I, I have mixed feelings about it. I do think it's really interesting. It's like, hey, if you care about like Chinese migrant workers in Southeast Asia in the early 1900s, this is actually a really interesting text about exploitation, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just like, man, if you do not care about the history, which most of the people I've ever tried showing that movie don't, it's just like, yeah, yeah this is a uh, hard one. I mean, I, I still like it, though. I would call it the fifth best Bruce Lee movie. I, yeah, that sounds then, right. I wouldn't. I, I, wouldn't, I mean... If you want people to get hyped, I was I was talking to Benella about this. He, so he just watched Fist of Fury again. Love it uh, recently, and it's like that's the one that gets you. For you watch Fist of Fury and you're like, yeah, I'm ready to fucking knock out a Japanese person. You're like, <laughs> that shit'll get you all Chinese nationalists enough. Um, but yeah, that's the you know the dojo fight and him, the incredible ending where he jumps into the hell of gunfire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like <laughs> crazy shit, but uh. But the best Bruce Lee movie is Way of the Dragon, where he fights Chuck Norris. Um, I'd agree. I think it's the most well-rounded. Yeah. And he's in Italy, and he has a bunch of really talented people in it, too. Um, Anyway, sorry. Back to Dragon Ball. Enough talking about this martial arts bullshit. Let's talk about martial arts. Hell yeah. Uh, So, Krillin and Goku are exhausted from delivering milk and being exploited uh, by the working class. Um... but I said last episode, that person lives on that mountain is an asshole for getting the milk delivered to them while living on a mountain. Um, so Krillin is glad it's over. Master Roshi tells the boys, that is only your early morning training. That's right, we still have mid-morning training. And what could that possibly be? Well, they're going to till the soil. It's time for some agriculture. Uh, and in the English version... Goku says, what's agriculture? And Krillin says, it's a fancy word that means playing with dirt. Oh, yeah, that definitely Um, wasn't in the Japanese one. I wonder why they inserted that joke. I'm wondering (laughs) if there was either something that was non-translatable or they're just like, we have some dead space based on differences in the language. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so uh, as someone who likes to play Stardew Valley, uh, you know, uh, I feel the boys on this. (laughs) You gotta till the soil. Till, till the soil. I have a question. Uh, yes. So, since I didn't watch the English version, was there anything weird about the way they said the episode title this time? Uh, the way they said it? Uh, not that I remember. I just remember them saying the Turtle Hermit way. Okay, so, yeah. in the Japanese version, the title is something more like Master Roshi's Intense Training, but they say it with strain in one of the syllables, so they're like, Kami Senryu Kitsui! Shugyo. And like, so it basically means like master, yeah, uh, turtle hermits, intense training, but like basically the idea of being really strained in the middle of it. And I thought that was really cool. And I'm like, do they do this every episode? Shit, I should be listening more carefully. Yeah. No, yeah. They, uh, yeah. No, no, uh, no interesting stuff like that in the English, unfortunately. Um, but uh, so <laughs> not only must the boys till all the soil, but Master Roshi tells them they have to do it by hand. Um, but they're helping this old man out on his farm, so that's kind of nice. Um, and they plow the dirt in a a couple of hours with their bare hands, and now it's time for breakfast. Uh, Launch, who last we saw her, she was blonde and got kicked in the face by Goku, uh, is now awake and is back to purple-haired. So I don't know how that happened, but she's nice again. Um, and she's cooked the feast. Unfortunately, Krillin uses pepper which makes Launch sneeze, and she uh, tries to murder them, so they run out of the house. Um, they, uh... Mr. Roshi in English goes, let's go out to eat. Um, what if I told you go- 
that this scene yes. with Launch was not in the manga. Lobby? Yeah, no, that, this, <laughs> this episode is full of a lot of, like, anime-only insertions because they were trying to make an episode out of a chapter instead of, like, multiple okay. chapters. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'd be slightly surprised, I guess. I mean, you know, um, analogous scenes with Launch obviously happen before and after, but, like, this particular one was just like a, hey, we'll insert something here. It makes sense. I do believe you because, like I said, she was blonde last we left her, and now she's back to purple, and usually they show the change, so. Uh, this is, like, the same morning, so. Um, so, okay, so they go out to eat. Is this scene in the manga when they're eating and Goku sneezes and they get scared? Uh, the sneeze is not, but, like, they do go, like, basically, they just, instead of, like, going home and ha trying to have lunch, they just immediately show up at the restaurant. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Goku sneezes, and Krillin and Master Roshi, uh, instinctually run away in fear. And then, uh, so, after breakfast, it's time to study, but the gag is, at least in English, <laughs> so, Goku starts reading? I don't, okay. Is it romantic? Is it like, is it like a, is it a, a romance? Okay, you tell me what was said because so, I didn't see well, it in English because the content okay. in Japanese is uh, a bit maybe different. We'll see. Yeah, in English, it's weird because they don't, it, it splits the difference. It's like, Goku starts reading and he's like, I don't know if we're supposed to be here, he said. And she said, don't worry, it's fine. And then she started to rub on his foot. And then it trails off. Like that's what that's what I'm approx that's approximately what Goku said in English. It's like it's it's like weirdly insinuative, but like also <laughs> creepily not sensual. <laughs> I, I think that's a good compromise because the Japanese one yeah. is uh, a lot further, let's say. Okay. Oh, so it's just porn. Well, yeah, it's just basically he Margaret being porn. like, oh, you, you know, you have to leave like before my mom gets home. And then it says, and then Bob forcefully. And then it just cuts to something else. And I'm like, ah, fuck. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Yeah. So Master Roshi tells him to study. By making Goku read porn. Now, as far as gags go, I'm not saying this is a good gag. I kind of like it. Uh, <laughs> did you? I, <laughs> okay. I, I really, I, I think I like the American version a little bit more because it's less, like, horrifying. But I do yeah. kind of like it. And I say this as someone who wasn't allowed to have a video game console as a child. So, But my parents would let me read Nintendo Power. So that's how I learned to read. Word. Okay. I guess my main question here is, how does Goku know how to read? <laughs> I think the implication is that Grandpa Gohan taught him, I guess. I guess he did. I guess he did teach him. And he's reading I, Katakana. Like, did they change it to, like, English in uh, the cover? They didn't say. Okay, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, huh. No, I, I don't, uh, I think it was still, I think it was still Katakana's in the, yeah, they didn't change it. Okay, so he can read, but maybe not. I, I have a feeling Goku's grasp of kanji is bad. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah, sure. I, I they're probably yeah, <laughs> almost definitely. Um, so like that's the that's the bit is that I and I assume Krillin is also reading porn as when Moshi says hit the hit the books. After lunch, they take a nap uh, in the under uh, in a hammock under some shady trees, um, and they discuss the upcoming tournament, where Goku says 
What if while we're napping, other people are training? And Roshi says, well, there's no way to know that, Goku, but no matter how strong you are, you always gotta rest. And you guys remember that out there. Uh, as Benel says, don't train through exhaustion. And rest is important. Um, so now after they nap, the boys, time to do some construction work. Uh, as Master Roshi says, it's to help with your muscle and your balance. And also, earn a little bit of money on the side. Okay, so uh, he- I want to know about this, but like in so many anime, I see people doing part-time construction work. Yeah. Is this just like a really common thing in Japan? Because like obviously construction work exists in the U.S., but I don't think yeah. it's a tremendous trope that like every young man does it. No, yeah, it's not. It's not really. No, <laughs> I'm wondering why uh, this is. Yeah, I mean, what at the end of Office Space? What's his name? Gets that gig doing construction, and that's the only thing I can even think of. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not really. Uh, we don't really platform construction workers a ton, um, for whatever reason. So yeah, no, I, this probably is a more Japanese thing for whatever reason. Um, yeah, because they do it in Chainsaw Man. They do it in uh, uh, God, what's that? That name about uh, uh, that the flower we saw that day, Anohana, uh, Anohana, and like yeah, it's just done in a lot of things. I don't know why that is. I can't wait to see Chainsaw Man, by the way. I haven't seen it yet. And uh, now that me and Benella finished Jujutsu Kaisen Season 1, it's time to watch Chainsaw Man. Yeah, uh, I, wanna, I definitely <laughs> want to hear your reactions. I'm not going to go get on a tangent now, but I definitely want to hear your reactions eventually. Oh, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be fun. Um, so uh, this time they're allowed to use tools. They just can't use power tools. So uh, thus begins the time to recycle animation! I'm not, like, mad about it. It's, like, 1986. Um, I'm not here going to call an episode mid because someone recycled animation. Not like a friend of mine did in one of the recent One Piece episodes that I was enjoying. Anyway. Damn. <laughs> uh, recycling animation is not a crime. Uh, no, I actually enjoyed this part of the episode. The most, I think? Roshi goes, like, to the foreman. He's like, ah, oh, you guys... He, the foreman's like, these guys, these are little children. And Roshi's <laughs> like, yeah, but um, they're actually so strong and so good at construction work that you're going to pay them five times the salary of everybody else. And he's like, five times the salary? What do you take me for, an imbecile? And Master Roshi's like, oh, just you wait and see. Well, it's too early to determine that. Which, wow, the shade. Master Roshi, the shade. Um, so Goku and Krillin, uh, now let's not forget, we know Goku is superhumanly strong. Krillin is also superhumanly strong. Um, I want to know how he was getting his ass kicked at the temple because that doesn't make any sense to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a great point, Joe. It's cause, so they work five times better than any of the other workers there. There's a funny joke here in the English version where one of the construction workers says, um, uh, he he goes. Uh, uh, fuck! I forget the exact wording of it. Um, I should have written it down. That's my bad. Uh, I think he says the workforce keeps getting younger. Oh Jesus! That's wow, that's yeah, that's not in the <laughs> Japanese version, and it feels very American post Reagan. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. The workforce keeps getting younger. Um, so. 
Goku and Krillin have hard hats on, and they're running at super speed, uh, pickaxing, shoveling, digging, picking, smashing, and constructing uh, at superhuman levels. Um, they shovel and loaded wheelbarrow for the next few hours. Meanwhile, we finally learned something about Krillin, as he has a flashback to the time he was in the Orin Temple and how the older trainees bullied him because he was small. Now, who the fuck are these guys, and how do they bully Krillin if he's, like, five times the strength of a normal human? I'm wondering if he <laughs> got stronger after leaving based on his, like, you know, he, he was... must have. He was, like, swimming to, like, Turtle Hermit Island, and, like, he probably had to do a bunch of shit on the way there, so maybe just, like, even the transportation made him stronger, and then also his rage fueling him in his training. Yes, yeah, because when we were first introduced to Krillin a couple episodes ago... He is a savage. Like, he swims, the, like you said, he swims to Turtle Hermit Island. He, like, does a jump kick that knocks down, like, a couple of trees. Um, so, like, you know, he's not, he's not a wimp by any means. Uh, so, it is surprising that he was getting bullied before. Uh, it, after <laughs> these memories, Krillin, um, breaks his pickaxe. And the head of the pickaxe, uh, falls, flies and falls right in front of the frightened head construction worker who then promises to pay them five times <laughs> the wage, which, like, good for them, I guess? I was wondering... I don't know what they're going to do with that money, but... No, I know where it's going. Do you remember that incredible banquet they had at the Chinese restaurant? And I say Chinese restaurant, but, like, you know, Dragon Ball takes place in sure. fantasy China, so I guess it's just a restaurant. Um, but yeah. that banquet they have, I wonder how much this is out of their own pockets. Yeah, that's true. Because I guess they don't have... So, they're basically... Their training is that they work three jobs. And they get paid for one of them, which is the construction work. Because <laughs> uh, it's unclear if, they, if Moshi's exploiting them for the milk business and or the farming business. Um, I'd like to believe he's not, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Master, so they... Uh, Master Roshi then tells the boys that he's going to teach them martial arts. Uh, uh, well, so Goku, so he's, their afternoon activity is to go swimming in a lake. Goku says, this is fuck this. I want to learn martial arts moves. When are you going to teach us real martial arts moves? And Roshi's like, you need the discipline and the conditioning before you can learn martial arts moves. Now, us as the readers know, this is bullshit because they're already five times better than normal people. <laughs> And especially Goku, who's even higher than that, probably. Because he's better than Krillin. So, Master Roshi said, in order to quiet their complaints, he goes, I'll teach you guys martial arts when you can move this big-ass boulder. And Master Roshi struggles to move a very large boulder. And he's like, see? Uh, now, if you want to learn how to, when you can move that, then I'll teach you moves. And then Goku moves uh, the boulder. <laughs> He moves the boulder. I think <laughs> I think this is directly referenced in Yu Hakusho. Um, do you remember oh. do you remember the scene where like right before Yusuke undergoes the trial to get Genkai's spirit orb where she meets up with him and she's like, "Hey, if you're so strong, destroy that boulder with your spirit gun." And then he's like, "Easy." And he breaks it and then she says, "No, I meant the bigger boulder over there." Yes. And then she blows it up. And so it's the reverse, because the, instead of the idea of her being so surprised at how strong her pupil is, it's more like you're blown away at how strong the master is. But I, yeah. 
I do think this is almost a direct reference to that. That combined with the fact that like the uh, plowing by hand was probably also referenced in Hunter Hunter during the Greed Island arc where they have to dig a tunnel by hand. Right. Yeah. No, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, Togashi's an avowed, uh, you know, uh, Toriyama head. Yeah, of course. Aren't we all? <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, we're all his children. In a, in a way, yeah, truly. The godfather of manga. Um, so, uh, yeah, the gag here... So, so Rasuroshi's obviously a savage. He moves his big-ass boulder, which Krillin said it was impossible. Then Goku mo- also moves a boulder of the same size, which is the gag. And then Master Roshi goes, no, 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 I meant this gigantic boulder. And this one is, like, the size of, like, a fi- like a New York City apartment complex. <laughs> and fucking Krillin is like, well, that's not ever happening. And Goku does try to move it, but he cannot. And then Master he goes, can you move it, Master Roshi? He's like, of course I can. He's like, show us, Master Roshi, yeah. And then Master Roshi's like, in the English version, Master Roshi goes, right... Anyway, time for training. That's exactly how it goes in Japanese, too. Okay, yeah, he just moves on. Okay. Um, uh, So then he tells him to do ten laps swimming in the lake. Uh, But, you know, it's it's swimming. It's fun. It's like, oh, this is training, but it's, like, more fun than doing manual labor. So they go swimming in the lake, and then Master Roshi goes, now be careful. There are some creatures in there, and they go like, "What types of creatures?" And Master Roshi goes, "Like sharks, mostly." And then we we actually get like uh, I like Jaws uh, adjacent music. Okay, I was about to ask if it was eliminated in the English version because I was going to be like, "Yo, in the Japanese version, I heard something that you wouldn't expect," but I guess guess it's in the English version too. I mean, I, it's not exactly it, but it's definitely like Jaws adjacent. Oh yeah, they just took a synthesizer and they're like, I don't know, man, play the play the Jaws theme. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's you know the classic Jaws theme, and uh, Goku's like, Hey, Krillin, did you feel something? Like, what? Feel what? Then a fucking shark attacks them. Now, I don't. Here's the thing about this: Can't Goku take a shark? <laughs> Goku can definitely take a shark, which is why I was like, yeah, all right. Giant, yeah, doesn't he? He beats up a giant monster like episode one. Yeah, maybe maybe and he's like episode three. Maybe he's less confident at fighting in water. I that's what I was thinking. Like maybe he can't fight a shark in the water. Oh yeah, that that's gotta be it. Because think about it this way: the only way to fight in water is grappling, and like Goku doesn't know how to grapple, and his arms are too small to choke a fucking shark. Yeah, he can't do like a flying kick. Yeah, it must be the water that he's not used to fighting in. That's that's fair. Uh, so they swim for their lives as the shark chases them. And uh, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, so uh, then they get out. Of the, so then they get on the other side of the lake and there's a fucking T-Rex there. And that scares them and they jump back in the lake. And then they swim away from the shark. And... Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, play, uh, what's that music called? Buddy. Oh, Benny Hill. Uh, Benny Hill, yeah. It's, it's a Benny Hill sketch. It's a lot of fun. Um, good times are had by all. So, then Goku and Krillin are tied to trees. And Goku's like, why are you tied to this tree, Master? And Roshi says that they have to learn how to dodge even when they're cornered. 
And I'm like, this is going to be some bullshit. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. <laughs> right away, I was like, Master Roshi's going to fuck these kids over somehow. Um, so, Master Roshi, after tying the children to a tree, smashes a beehive with his walking stick and runs to hide behind a bush. Uh, then the bees come out, and as Nicholas Cage famously said, no, not the bees, not the bees. Oh, they're over my eyes, not the bees. Um, and they begin to... Now, in this description here, it says, they begin to chase Goku and Krillin, but as we said, they were tied to a tree. So it's not much of a chase. They're running in a circle to try and not get stung by bees. Master Roshi <laughs> tells them, don't just run away, dodge. <laughs> Which, speaking of Dragon Ball Z Bridge, I feel like the classic Piccolo telling Gohan to dodge in Dragon Ball Z Bridge. That's what this felt like. It's it's pretty perfect, honestly. It works very well for it. Also, I like how they ended up like tetherballing themselves. Yeah. Yeah, they were the ball in Tetherball, basically. <laughs> um, it also reminds me of the classic film Dodgeball. Yes. When uh, Rip, is it Rip Torn is like training them. He's like, if you can dodge traffic, you can dodge a ball. If you can dodge bees, you can dodge your opponents. Goku Krillin. Was that his legal name? Because, man, how do you end up with that? No, it had to be a stage name, right? Yeah, it had to be. It's because too cool. It's way too cool. Rip Torn is too cool of a name. Um, but yeah, he, uh, Dodgeball, still a classic. My, one of the top three Ben Stiller movies. Um, <laughs> we were talking about Tropic Thunder last week, so, uh, anyway, so, <laughs> Goku and Krillin are as covered in bees and stung from head to toe. Master Roshi also gets stung in the back of the head by a bee. <laughs> uh, then he tells the boys that the first day of training is over, and Krillin asks Master Roshi, He's like, is there all of our training going to be as tough as it was today? And Master Roshi says, no, Krillin, of course not. It's going to be even more difficult. Because from now on, you're going to do this every single day for the next eight months. But, and then he takes from behind himself a couple of turtle shells. And he says, you're going to be wearing these 50 pound turtle shells on your back while you do this training. Every single day for the next eight months. Okay, I'm glad you said 50 pounds because in the Japanese version, it's 20 kilograms. And in the Dragon Ball wiki, it refers to them as 20 pounds, which is just oh. inaccurate. Yeah, no. No, they're 50 pound turtle shells that they are going to be doing all this shit in. And uh, Goku and Krillin um, pass out due to the exhaustion, as the narrator ponders, the, the martial arts tournament is right around the corner. Will Goku and Krillin be able to keep up with their training every day for the next eight months? Find out next time on Dragon Ball. And, and so it was, Joe, that the boys put on these shells and did this shit every day for eight fucking months. Um, well, holy shit. <laughs> uh, that's pretty wild. It was an episode. Um, it really, truly was. Uh, out of seven Dragon Balls, Joe, what would you give episode eighteen? Um, the Turtle Hermit Way. I will tell you in two seconds. I have some interesting notes that I meant to mention earlier. 
Oh, please do. Yes. So I was looking for this episode and trying to find it, uh, you know, well, I was looking for the manga and eventually I found it. But while I was trying to find it, one of the few references I could find to it that like hadn't been wiped by DMCA takedown was a link that I only afterwards, only after clicking it, realized I should not have clicked to www.animebathscenewiki.com. And it took me to chapter 31 of the manga. And it just, it's just a shot of Goku and Krillin jumping in the water and their, their dicks out. And, um, oh, how did I forget? Yes. Added to the counter, Goku's dick was out. And actually, start the counter for Krillin. Krillin. Yeah. <laughs> how yeah, could I so- possibly forget such a thing? I, I clicked it, and then the first thing that came up was a banner that said, hey, just so you know, there may be pictures of minors. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I realized what site I was on and immediately got out of there. <laughs> it was uh, unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean... This... <laughs> yeah. Um, that's hilarious. And I will say that I think the Goku did counter is up to like seven or eight by now. Um, and I wasn't expecting to see Krillin's dick this episode, and it was a surprise. I didn't remember that happening at all, but yeah, I guess it did. <laughs> it does, it does happen. Um, uh, the other Krillin-related note I have is, uh, a lot less weird. Um, so it took me until today to realize that Krillin's, there's even more of a food pun to Krillin's origin. So he mentions the temple he's from, which is, you know, really clearly supposed to be the Shaolin Temple. But he refers to it as the Orinji Temple, which is just a pun on Shaolin, which comes in as Shorin, and Orange, which is Orenji. So it's just the Shorinji. And they all wear orange now that I'm looking at the thing, yeah. Yeah, they wear yellow tops, which is like the Shaolin Temple, but then they wear orange bottoms, which is not like the Shaolin Temple. Yes. (sighs) And also, they're all all bald, like Shaolin monks are bald. Uh, But the thing is, these monks are dickheads. Yep. And bully him. And I'm not. I listen. I've never. I've never trained the Shaolin Temple. I'm not going to say for sure that Shaolin monks aren't dickheads. Well, you know, the villain from Enter the Dragon is supposed to be a guy who was a Shaolin monk who left. So you know, of course, I guess they're dickheads. I guess they're dickheads. Um, I will say that every time a piece of Japanese media portrays Chinese people in a negative light, I'm going to call it out. Okay, every fucking time. You think I will be silenced? No, I'm Jasmine in the remake of Aladdin. I won't be silenced, okay? <laughs> I won't go speechless, all right? Hey. The Shaolin mugs are dickheads in this show, and sure, it provides motivation for Krillin. That's whatever. It's fine. Um, I'm not actually that mad about it. You know, <laughs> Dra- Dragon Ball presents China as a land of contrast, because Master Roshi is also probably Chinese. Yes, he is. You can tell by the way he dresses and everything that he definitely is supposed to be a Chinese. Well, yeah, and the, there's a character he's directly based on in Journey to the West who may uh, or may not yeah. exist. Uh, he's not based on one of the mains, though. Is, is he? Or is he Is he based on... No, he's, he's not based on one of the mains. There's a guy who the Monkey King trains under and then is sworn to secrecy so he never gets brought up again. <laughs> Um, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and, and not only that, but like it's also like, yes, and after his many years of training, he realized that he like woke up from a com- time compression trance. And it's just like, wait, what? And so it's as if instead of being trained by Master Roshi, what if he had been trained by Jackie Chun in the hyperbolic time chamber? Wait, there's a hyperbolic time chamber in Journey to the West? In his mind. 
oh, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I it's what he was thinking. I don't know if it's what he was thinking of when he made the hyperbolic time chamber, but like they do say years passed, and then he wakes up and it's the next day, and it's like what? Uh, it's probably like the passage of time in your dreams type of thing, but still, that's cool. Yeah, it's probably some sort of I metaphor for like internal development. But anyways, my rating out of seven. Um, <laughs> I'm bordering between a four and a five. I'm gonna go with five. Uh, I yeah, yeah I, I don't think it's a great episode, and I do think there are certain things that could easily bring it down to a four. But like, I I think it's pretty funny, and honestly. One thing I really liked uh, was, you know how they showed everyone, all the people across the world training? I also liked that it showed them all napping, which was very cute. It's just like, even the yes. strongest need their naps. That was cute. I liked that a lot. Agreed. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, I, th- I feel like the shark scene was pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, now that I'm like, looking at the episode as a whole, like, I'm just like, wow, like, I, like the, I kind of... The rest of the training stuff... I like that Master Roshi's training them by having them like a like help people out like doing like uh like stuff like like contributing to society. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and B. Uh, oh fuck, sorry. Uh, mosquito flew right by my fucking face. Uh, I need to help it out. Are you training? Uh, yeah, I'm training right now. I gotta I gotta catch it with my just a pair of chopsticks. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they're helping out society. They're helping people out. Uh, and they, the fact that, like, they're, they're gonna add the turtle shell weight, I think is really cool. Um, I think the shark scene was stupid, and, uh, but I like the rest of it, actually. I think of the rest, even the bee scene, I thought was funny. Um. I think the boulder scene is underrated. And the boulder scene. Yeah. The boulder scene, the boulder scene is really funny, and the bee scene I thought was funny. Um, and, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go five out of seven for this one yeah no i i just realized the boulder scene actually kind of plays into when when master roshi later i'm not going to spoil it but when he talks about his philosophy behind teaching goku and krillin it plays in directly to that actually and i'm not going to spell it out because we're not there yet but uh i'm surprised at how well that actually works yeah yeah dragon ball has a lot of cool shit in the early times um and uh i mean we we do we do have to remember Dragon Ball is not actually a martial arts manga. It is a gag manga. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that Toriyama, Toriyama didn't actually know anything about martial arts. And in a way, that's part of its charm. Um, because he's, uh, there's a lot of, like, nonsensical shit that goes on, but it's still funny. And that's what I enjoy about it. And even though I was, like, getting on, you know, the portrayal of the Shaolin Temple, or whatever, there's clearly that Toriyama has a very, has an affinity and a, and a, and a a deep respect and affection for Chinese culture and folklore, uh, which is why Dragon Ball set in fantasy China, even though uh, the president's a dog, which is weird. Uh, so <laughs> that is a weird uh, voice, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the Chinese—they're dogs. Their president's a dog. I was so. trying to avoid um, that exact statement. <laughs> yeah. Dog allowed. Bruce Lee not allowed. Jesus. Um. Fist of Fury, folks. Check out Watch Fist of Fury. Yeah. I don't know. Is it on Netflix? I don't know, but you two will become Hulu. a Chinese nationalist. <laughs> put it on Hulu or put it on uh, fucking uh, Peacock or whatever. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, that's um, that's that. We have one more segment, Joe. It's everybody's favorite segment of the show. It's plugs. Ooh. As I hear that train coming. That's a plug train, baby. 
Joe, hit the people with your plugs. Hey, uh, as you guys know, I'm Joe from the Spirit Hunters. You can find us at uh, x.com. Pains me to say that, a site that I should probably get off of uh, any number of times, but uh, I will <laughs> boil alive like a frog. Um, Is it actually x.com now? Well, x.com <laughs> still, I think, just forwards you to Twitter, or it might be the other way around now. Wow. Uh, yeah, I should really, uh, and and the guy who runs it, who shall remain nameless, has put forward the idea that he'll eliminate blocking, and a bunch of his engineers have basically been like, yeah, we legally can't do that, but yeah, okay. Um, I think he's just annoyed at people blocking blue check marks, but yeah, anyways, you can check us out there, you can check us out at Instagram, uh, you can check us out on Spotify, wherever podcasts aren't sold. We're at most places at Spirit Hunter Pod. Uh, just one word. Um, other than that, uh, I'm trying to think of where you would know me that I don't mind referencing here. Um, yeah, do that. We have a Discord if you're interested in talking about Yu Hakusho, uh, stuff like that. We sometimes talk about random martial arts shit. Um, yeah, uh, Lawson's on there, so <laughs> if if that's your bag. Yeah. Come follow my journey as I continue to watch Yu Hakusho, which I have not watched in, like, it's been, like, a whole month now that I haven't watched are you still in? Wait, are you still in Chapter Black? I haven't even started it. Jesus. I, just, I, I, I watched the end of... I don't even know if it's technically the end of the Dark Tournament. I watched Yusuke, uh, spoiler alert, defeat Toguro. I mean, that's the end. I have not watched it since since then. I've just been... I've been, uh, what's the word? I've been, like, uh, incubating. Wait, 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 wait. So you <laughs> watched... For the next... You watched the win, but has the yep. ending of a Metroid nope. game happened yet? I don't... Nope, I don't think so. Nope. I think <sighs> I just... I watched... I watched the big climactic thing... And I was like, oh, that was that was good. That was a good meal. And I haven't gone back to the restaurant in a month. Well, I think I've been kind of. I, I think I've been waiting to salivate again, you know, because it was such a good meal. I watched so much of the Dark Tournament all at once, you know, mm-hmm. that like I kind of needed like some time. But I think I'm. I'm pretty soon. I think I'm gonna be <laughs> getting back to it. Okay, so. you gotta have me back on when you've seen more of it because we need to talk. Yes. I, as yeah. as just a reminder to the listeners, next season is my favorite, which I know. Is not a super common, uh, you know, feeling, but it is my personal favorite. Is it another tournament? No. Yes. I thank God. I could tell you what it so is. Many tournaments in a row. I could tell I mean, you what I, it is, but I shouldn't. Look, look, yeah, don't tell me. Here's what I will say. Obviously, uh, Tagashi knows how to book a tournament. Okay, these have been a lot of cool tournaments. However, that being said, now that the dark tournament's over, I'm sick of tournaments. I want to do something else with the show. <laughs> you gave me like three tournament arcs in a row. I know one of them technically wasn't a tournament, but it, it felt like it sort of. So let's just let's do something else. It's it's more like That's a bizarre adventure. I'll put it that way. Ooh, beautiful. Um, a little bit of Jotaro in my life. Uh, Who is the Lubega of anime? Has someone done Mambo Number Five with the JoJo's? I feel like someone's done it for anime waifus, and I don't ever yeah. want to find this, but I, I feel no. someone's done that. That's definitely out there somewhere. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, um, uh, as far as I go, I have a new podcast. <laughs> Yo, wait, which, what is this one? What the fuck? <laughs> this is called Red Plus Blue Equals Pod. It is the Red versus Blue show. You've which gotta is be kidding me. This year. I've never watched it before. My friend Mike Fallick, this is really his idea. He's like, he's the, got the reins on this one. I'm along for the ride. Um, I'm watching Red vs. Blue for the first time and talking about it. Uh, we have two episodes out. Uh, by the time I'm recording this, episode three might 
have be coming out. Uh, <laughs> so that's the new that's the new one. Uh, of course, there's talking Naruto. Me and Benel talking Naruto. You know the deal. The war arc is here. The Hokages are out. Uh, Sasuke's there. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Sasuke. Um, <laughs> then we have the professional wrestling podcast. Me and Katie Rosalyn talking about wrestling. So you know whatever your interest may lie. Uh, maybe one of those. Also, my YouTube channel I should plug here at Lawson Comedy. Um, oh, no, that's not true. It's at Lawson Leong. It's at Lawson Leong now. Um, the at Lawson Comedy one got deleted. At Lawson Leong. Uh, I'm gonna be posting stuff on there, including clips from the podcast and also me playing like Pokemon or whatever, or me reacting to videos. I used to not respect React content. And it's not that I still, it's not that I changed my mind, but I am doing it now. <laughs> so, the algorithm. Because it's easy to do. It's easy to do. Yeah. The algorithm makes fools of us all. It's like, I was like, people, why do people just want to watch people react to stuff? I feel like it's stupid. But then I see all these other like content creators just watching clips and or watching like other people, watching videos that are already on YouTube and reacting to it. And I'm like, well, I mean, I could do that. That's, that's, so if you want to watch me react to the. Like stand-up comedy tier list or martial arts movie tier list or anime tier list. That's I'm gonna start doing that shit. So join me over there for the fun. Um, and with all that being said, um, thanks for hanging out, everybody, and we'll see you here next time for another episode of Ballin' Out Super. And I was alone And so we fool ourselves He shows up on time And he picks up the phone Which is more than you could say for yourself He will hold me at night when we sleep And in the morning where you Always leave. He'll say without wanting back. They are coming with me, which is more than you could say for yourself. Keep my heart out of you